0: If you need a boost of confidence today, listen in. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Choosing Paint Colors with Confidence. Now we know choosing paint colors throws a lot of people into a tailspin, and You know, really, there's good reason. There's so many paint colors and there's so many variables. So today we're going to cover all of that so you can choose your paint colors with confidence. Because knowledge equals confidence in so many cases. So the more information you have as to how to approach choosing paint colors, the more confident you're going to feel. And before we get going today, we wanted to let you know that we have a very special offer on our consults, which you can talk about paint colors, you can cry about paint colors, you can complain about... Paint colors or anything else, any design dilemmas or decorating questions that you have, you can talk with Anita and I for 45 minutes on the phone. We absolutely love doing this, and it's usually more than 45 minutes because we enjoy talking to everyone so much. So, if you would like to sign up for a design consult with us, you're going to email us at decorating tips and tricks at gmail.com. And please use the subject line consult DTT 75. So it'd be $75 for 45 minutes of our time uh, talking with you. And the prep time that goes into getting ready for that call is included as well. So you would send us your design dilemma or question uh, and photos of the space or photos of the items that you're considering and that you want to talk about. We'll do our homework on that and we will set a time and date to speak with you individually. And we're really looking forward to speaking with you. So if you'd like to sign up again, go to Decorating Tips and Tricks at gmail.com and use consult DTT 75 or 75DT in the subject line. So we know that you're referring to the consult. So again, Knowledge equals confidence in the realm of choosing paint colors as it does in so much else of life. The other thing that I think happens is that people are, they feel like a gun is being held to their head when they have to pick out the paint colors. It just seems to happen. I don't really know why. It can be that you just decide, we're going to paint this weekend, it has to be this weekend. Or you have a contractor and the contractor says, I need the color by tomorrow. I don't know why it also sort of is like sneaks up on everyone or why the contractors wait until the day before to tell you that they need the color, but they seem to. And that really adds an element of stress that you want to remove from Choosing the paint colors. So, you want to get ahead of this. If you are deciding that, you know, this is the best weekend to paint, but you don't have your colors selected yet. It is not the best weekend to paint. And you should not paint this coming weekend. You need some time to pick the colors. And if your contractor is saying to you, hey, look, lady, uh, you know, we're ready now. You know, we got done faster than we thought with the sheetrock and whatnot. We're ready to paint now. I need the color tomorrow for the walls and the trim and the ceiling. And what do you want to do about the doors and all of that? And you're like, oh, ah! and you run out to the nearest paint shop and you're grabbing these little swatches and chips. And that is not the way to pick out your paint color.
1: No. And I think the reason it's so darn difficult is that the choices are infinite. You can get any color, any shade, any undertone. You can get it lighter, darker. And when there's too many choices, it's almost like there are no choices. And I've read some studies recently about how the more choices there are, uh, the, the more difficult it is for people to make decisions. So I think that is really a key factor. The other key factor I think that makes this difficult is that people are worried about making a mistake. And I know people say it's just paint, but if you're paying a painter, it's not just paint. And if you're doing it yourself, your time is so valuable and people have so little free time that you really do not want to be making a mistake. And paint has gotten so expensive. So I think it's really critical To get this right. So I understand why people are afraid of making this decision. And I, so I think it's important for us to talk through this process. And I like to start with kind of selecting a, starting with a Pinterest board of inspiration. And this can be a room where I really like the way the wall color looks in the room. Or it could be a picture of something where I just love the color of it. Maybe it's a pillow... Maybe it's a car or a flower, but something that just inspires me or fabric. A lot of times it's a fabric where I'm going to say, I'm going to, I love this fabric so much. I want to pull out one of the colors in this fabric to go on the wall. So I think that's a good place to start. And if you can start with that Pinterest board, that's really going to give you a starting point before you even go look at paint colors. I think that's a nice place to start, Kelly.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. And this is and I think that's gonna take some time, right? So you need to prepare. And sure, use the Pinterest board, pull out a color that you really love, you know, grab a fabric, things. You know, you need to start somewhere with your colors and so or your neutrals, whatever you're using. So that's a great place to start. Um And what is the vibe that you want in the room? All these things should be taken into consideration. You also want to take into consideration where the room is placed in your house. Is it a north-facing room? Is it south, east, or west? That's really going to affect the, the way the light is going to work with the paint color, uh, bringing out uh, certain undertones and all of that. So all these things have to be taken into consideration.
1: Yeah, and, and that, that's interesting you say about the uh, direction, because I used to think that was a bunch of poppycock, and it really isn't, because poppycock, poppycock, pop, poppy, blah, something like that. Anyway, um, a bunch of hooey, <laughs> But what I found was when I painted one room a particular yellow color back in my Tuscan face and then I tried the same color on the other side of the room, it worked great in the north facing room, but in the south facing room, it was way too warm and it ended up looking too brown. So it was a big difference on how it played out. So part of it probably had to do with how much light was coming through the windows but also the direction the light was coming from. So it really is true just because a color works in one room or it works in the showroom does not mean it's going to work in another room. So you really do need to be mindful of that.
0: Yes. Yes. And here's another thing. Just because it works in your friend's house, it doesn't mean it's going to work in your house.
1: but that's a good, that's true. However, I think that's a great place to get some inspiration and to kind of go, I like this. I think something like this might be great in my house. So it's a nice starting point or a jumping off place.
0: Sure. Like all these things that you're saying, the fabric, the Pinterest board, things out of magazines, you know, a, 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 a toss pillow, whatever. Yes, it's a good starting point, but I don't want someone to be like, oh, under the gun, like we started talking about in the beginning. Oh, we're going to paint this weekend. Oh, well, uh, you know, my friend Sophie down the blocks uses, you know, fossil or what have you, and, you know, leave a blank, insert color. And so I'm just going to go with that. I'm just going to go with that because it's easier, you oh, know, because yeah. I think, like you're saying, it's so overwhelming. There are so many choices where people just sort of like uh, they default to. Either something they've used in the past, whether right. it be the same, stick with the same, or a color that they used in a prior home that they owned someplace else, or a friend's color, or like the color du jour that you see all over the place. Like if you look around at the blogs and whatnot, you know, like, Oftentimes there's like the same handful of whites pop up and the same handful of these colors pop up. You know, there's just a a world of colors out there and a world of different brands. So it really is a lot to take in. So uh, we understand the overwhelming feeling, but after you listen to today's episode, you're not going to have that feeling when you're confronted with choosing a paint color because you're going to have the knowledge and therefore the confidence to, to make the right choices.
1: Right. So as you're putting this Pinterest board together, I think what you're going to want to think about are what colors are you drawn to. I like to think about what kind of colors the person likes to wear. And sometimes that's a hint as to what might be a nice wall color for that person. So think about what colors you like to wear. What kind of colors do you have in the fabrics in your home? And as you're thinking about these colors, also think about how certain colors evoke certain emotions. Or I guess what I'm trying to talk about here are there are warm colors and cool colors. So you want to think about... As you're looking at colors, think about, is it a warm tone? Is it a cool tone? And the warm tones, we've talked about these before, but this is just a, so I won't go into detail, but a warm tone would be something that reminds you of fire. Maybe it has a red or yellow undertone, whereas a cool color would remind you of the ocean, the sea, the sky. So that would have the blue and the green undertones. So that's kind of something to keep in mind is which one of these, when you're looking at colors to kind of ask yourself, which is it? cool, is this a cool color or a warm color? And to also kind of ask yourself, which color do you want in your room? Uh, So I think, and then another thing that I really want you to think about is, do you want a light, airy room or do you want a cozy, dramatic room? Because, and to me, this is a really critical question to ask because this is really going to tell you whether you want a very light color or a very dark, rich uh, color on the walls and it's a very different look so i think it's very much you know i it's either yes or no on that it's either a or b and so i think at some point early on i would like i think that's a good place for you to make that call as to which uh look you're going for
0: yeah Good suggestion. So to my mind, you need to leave a lot, plenty of time to do your research. And so all the things that Anita was just saying, the things that I was saying, take your time. Don't let anyone press you, pressure you. Hey, look, if you have to let the contractor go, contractors are always working on a couple of jobs at one time. That's how that whole industry works. So if, if it's just better for you to say, hey, Bob, the builder, whatever your name is, Bob, I need a week you know, I need 10 days. Um, go finish your other job. Go work someplace else and come back here on, you know, Tuesday, the whatever, and I will be ready for you then. I am not ready today. Don't be pressured. Um, so take the time, do all of that research. And yes, understand that unless you're doing a primary color, like a blue red, or a yellow. Every color you're going to choose has undertones. So if you understand the undertones and how they work, that's really going to enable you to choose the right color and give you confidence when you're looking at colors either in magazines or in the store or actually when you do a test on your own wall. So, yeah, you really don't want to be surprised by those undertones.
1: So you really want to know what they are in the colors that you're looking at.
0: Right. So as I was saying, all paints with the limited exception of the true primaries of red, blue, and yellow have undertones. So it's other colors that are mixed in. Uh, it, and it depends on how what that color is, what that uh, lesser percent of color is, um, and uh, how much of it, the percentage that's mixed in, is all going to affect what comes through and how... Uh, impactful that undertone is. It could be very subtle or it could really change the look. You could think that you have a gray, but really you have a baby blue. Mm
1: -hmm. That's true.
0: You you could think that you have a, um, a beigey color, but really it looks sage green on the wall. So you really have to be careful with that. And if you understand the undertone and you understand how it's going to read on your wall, that's going to go a long way to helping you pick the right color. And when I say the word pick, that's a really important term to think of when you're considering undertones because it's it's what it's picking up. Have you ever heard that term like, oh, if I put this swatch with this other swatch, it really picks up Mm -hmm. the you know Mm -hmm. color the or the the sort of the the lesser color of that swatch or something like that. So undertones may not be readily apparent when you're just looking at the one paint sample, but when you pair it with either another paint sample or a fabric that you have in the room or the color of your carpeting, the color of your wood, say you have a lot of wood in the room or it's your kitchen and you have wooden cabinets or the lighting conditions all of these things can pick up the undertones in unexpected ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a very good point. And uh, something else I wanted to talk about when we were talking about what kind of light is coming through, is it from the north or from the south? I also wanted to add, you know, think about what time of day you normally use the room because that's going to impact the quality of light. As you know, The light in the morning is different than the light in the evening or afternoon. So uh, if you're kind of using a room in a particular time of day, or maybe you just kind of go in your bedroom after dark when you're going to bed, that's something really to keep in mind when you're looking at the paint color is what are the conditions going to be when you're in this room? And then if it's something you're in that room all day long, day in the morning, during the day and at night, then then you'll want to look at it under all conditions. But that is something when you're looking at paint samples, you'll want to look at the paint samples under the lighting conditions that that room will have when you're actually using that room.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I hadn't really thought about that. You know, and it is good to look at it through the course of the day and how the light changes. But, you know, that maybe that's more important for a room that you're in all different times of the day, like the kitchen. Uh, but yeah, you may not, Be in your bedroom because you're at work all day long and so, and you love the way this particular paint looks in the evening. That's that might then impact the choice that you make. Uh, A quick way, uh, and not always completely foolproof because you have to take into consideration the things that are existing in the room if you have pre existing furniture or, or wood or whatnot in the room, but a quick way. Uh, it's kind of down and dirty quick way to get an, a feel for the undertone of a particular color you want is to compare it to a true primary color. So say oh. you're picking mm-hmm. a blue, right? Compare it to a a real true blue, like the primary blue that does not have any additional pigments in it and see what your eye picks up. You know, does it tend to more purpley, t- t- tend to a red, a more red, see how it looks compared to that. Um, so you can do that with a paint chip or if you have you know, a piece of fabric that you can see as like, oh, that's really a true red or a true blue. Just give that a whirl. It might give you some insights as to which way the color that you're choosing leans as far as the undertones.
1: Oh, that's a good point. And then you can look on the uh, swatch, the paint sample. Uh, I'm trying to think, but the, the color wheel, you know, yeah. the, mm-hmm. and you can look and see all the way to the end that the darkest version of that color. Right. And then that, that's when you can really tell what the undertone is more than when you're looking at the lighter version. So I think that's yes. very helpful. And
0: when you're saying like the paint chips, sometimes they have yes. like the, the graduated colors. Yeah. Yes. Those are great. And then, you know, that seemed to be the way paint chips were for so long and then we kind of got into the little squares where it's just mm-hmm. the color on its own Yeah, which i think is harder to tell it but is if, if you're picking those up either in a fan deck where they're all sort of attached with you know a, a, like a little circle metal circle or something like that so you can spread them all out usually they have them in the order the graduated order um but they may not it may just be like all the blues are grouped together and the whites are grouped together. If you're looking at them in a store, whether it be Home Depot or a particular paint store, oftentimes if they're the individual chips that only have the one color on them, they'll have them, you know, set up in their display where they're graduated. So you can go from one to the next and you can see what the progression is. Um, and
1: I have a particular suggestion on how to narrow them down. Do you okay. want to mention that now? Or yeah, wait? sure. Okay. okay. So I would say once you've done all this research that we've been talking about, then you're going to go, it's at that point, then you would go to the paint store and start collecting all of your samples of paint colors that you like. And they don't all have to be the same color. You could say, well, I was thinking about going with a soft green, but I really like this dark gray. I mean, just grab as many samples as appeal to you. And at this point, I feel like, you know, the more the merrier. I don't see a problem with you grabbing 50 of them at this point. And, and then when you get those home though, then that's when I, we sort through them. So I like to maybe tape them on the wall or put them all on a table or something with a white background where you're not going to be, if you have a brown table, you don't want the brown kind of interacting with the color. So maybe put it on top of a white uh, tablecloth, something like that. And then I would start, uh, Two piles. So the first thing I would do is take your three favorite and move them to the left, to your favorite pile, and then take your least three favorites or your least, the three that you'd like the least, and then they're going to go in a discard pile. And then I would keep whittling that down until I would suggest you want to end up with six, because I think six is a magic number and that six is a very manageable number for people to make decisions based on. So I think that once you get down to six, that's when I would be going and getting your sample paint pots to paint, to, to look at. So that's kind of my thought there. I mean, did you have any other techniques that you use?
0: No, I like that idea a lot. I what, Another thing that I really like is that you can now get large samples. Yes. There's a company called um sample Eyes, and I'm looking at them right now. and. And they will send you for $5.95 a 12 by 12 of pretty much any color that you can come up with. So it's already
1: uh, painted on a piece of uh, yeah, cardboard so or something? Oh, it's nice.
0: It's real paint. Uh, it's repositionable, non damaging, adhesive I backing. I love that. Right. For viewing in multiple locations and different lighting. So you can, oh, okay, what does it look like at this side of the room? And what does it look Because sometimes even paint particularly in a north-facing room. If the north-facing room has a window, it might look different when it's closer to the light in the window yes, than yes. it does on the True. other side. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know how I love Simply White. And I have it painted in my bedroom, but i that's my least favorite room with it. And and I may be painting my bedroom a different color. It's a north-facing room. And I just don't think that the, the Simply White is such a lovely, creamy white, and it just doesn't do much for it. It's fine. Uh, but it's not... It Simply White almost has a bit of a like an inner glow to it. It's a beautiful paint, a beautiful color, and... Benjamin Moore has a lot of different gradations of the types of paint. So I think I use the Aurora. And it really does almost, it's almost like it glows from within when the sun is shining, which is in a lot of the rooms in my house, but not in my bedroom, and except for maybe like 45 minutes in the late afternoon, we got some great sun in there. And then the color looks like it does in the rest of the house. Otherwise, it's a very dark room. Um, And so, you know, the white looks fine, uh, but it's not wowing me. So I'm thinking of changing it and just like going with the whole darker look because it's oh, a Oh, that would room. be fun. Yeah. So that's why I'm toying with maybe that Metropolitan. So actually, while I was getting ready for this episode, I ordered myself a 12 by 12 of the Benjamin Moore Metropolitan from Sample Eyes. So Sample, Eyes. Sample Eyes. Sample Eyes. So we'll put the link to Sample Eyes in the show notes. I don't know. I can't remember if there was shipping. I don't think there well, was. Well,
1: I love this idea because... I feel like you need it on a board or something. I mean, I I guess the point is, I don't think people should be painting actually on their wall. Because then what if for some reason you're not able to do the paint job Right. For six months or a year, you're stuck mm-hmm. with that paint sample on your wall. Who wants to be looking at that for a year? Right. So right. I've got an issue with that. Plus, I feel like you really want to be able to move that sample around mm-hmm. and look at it behind this chair and this chair and with right. this pillow mm-hmm. and with this light on this wall over here. So this would be the sample size is perfect. And you're not having to get out a paintbrush yourself. What a great idea.
0: I love this. Yes, Yes, it's great. And then on the when you pick a color, so you sort of pop it in there and you search your color, and then um, they'll say in the bottom compare with, and then there's maybe ten to twelve other colors that are sort of in the similar family that you may maybe you didn't hear of, so you could have a look at those too. So it's helpful. I think it's a great site. They are not sponsors of decorating tips and tricks, but shucks i think they should be anita i know (laughs) because i can see a lot
1: of value with these i mean i'm going to be using these next time
0: yeah and you know hey if you guess if you ordered enough of enough of them you could just paper your entire room and forget (laughs) the painter (laughs) and then you can peel it off when you're done i mean we
1: really didn't talk about neutral versus colors Mm -hmm. should we talk about that for a minute sure well I think we talk about using neutrals a lot because they're so flexible. You can change your colors in your room. It's something that's going to work probably for a new owner if you were to sell your house. So just keep that in mind. I mean, we are we are for doing what works for you. So if you know you're going to be in the house for a while, I think, and you want to be kind of wild and crazy with your color, I think you can. But if you don't have money to repaint and you're going to be selling sometime soon, I would definitely go with a neutral so you don't have to repaint the room. So that's just really something to keep in mind. But if it's something that, you know, neutrals are just not your thing, then, mm-hmm. you know, don't feel bound to use those.
0: Yeah. And you know, with the confidence, maybe you say, oh, I have to have a neutral as uh, so I'm a little afraid of this. And But the more confidence you get, with respect to paint in and of itself and choosing it for your own home, maybe that'll allow you to get a little bold. Maybe you'll be doing something in a hail Navy, which is the most spectacular Navy. Oh, um, yes. It um, yeah. Is. That's, that's also a Ben Moore one. Um, so, you know, maybe you try something that seemed a little too crazy for you, but with the knowledge and the confidence, I, why not? Because yes, it takes a lot of time and it takes money if you're paying someone else. And the paint itself is not inexpensive. You know, it's 50, sometimes 40, 50, 60, some, sometimes $85, $125 for a gallon yeah. of paint, depending on what you're choosing. So you don't want to make these mistakes. But if you do, It's okay. (laughs) It it can be painted over. As Anita did that one time, you can just move. You know, you don't (laughs) have to live there anymore. Now, there is another technology that you can
1: utilize. Uh, Sherwin-Williams does have an app called Snap It Mm -hmm. where you can try a color on. But it's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, When I've tried this on the exterior of my house, you kind of have to select particular areas to apply that paint color to. And so sometimes it's very involved. You maybe have to go around a tree that's in front of your house if it's an exterior color. Or if it's an interior room, you're going to have to go around the furniture in the room. So it's not perfect but it's certainly something that if you're really into technology you might enjoy that if you yeah. have some time to select those areas so that that's helpful i think it is helpful to yeah that. and
0: i would almost say like those kinds of things that technology has not the idea is great but i don't think the actual technology VCP translating yeah. the color has, has gotten there yet. And it really depends on your computer and if you're doing it on your phone and all of these things. There's, again, adding a lot of variables. I like it as a tool. And I would say maybe you know, we do that in, to my mind, you do that in the this sort of the research, the looking around portion. When you really want to you get down and dirty and you're ready to start sampling it, you've got these paint pots or you're doing these uh, sampleized large uh, you know, adhesive samples, you really want to see it on the wall for, for reals. Right. The
1: Snap-It, I think, is a nice
0: visualization
1: app. Right. However, it in no way replaces seeing the paint in the room because you do not know what the light is going to do. To the color in the room. Right. Yeah. So it can really change things up.
0: But a great thing to know about. And I guess we can put the link of that in the show notes as well. So you definitely really have to try it in your home to grasp the color itself, the undertones for sure. Uh, Because, you know, here's what is something, you know, you may not have considered. Not only, as we're saying, the, the, the existing furnishings, the flooring, the wood of cabinetry or whatnot, But even the outside can affect the color. You know, if you've got a lot of foliage outside Mm -hmm. or, you know, or it's, you live in a place that's particularly gloomy a lot of the year, that's going to affect the color. That's going to pull out different entrance. If you've got a white and you've got a lot of foliage, a big tree right outside the window, it could cast green.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've seen that happen for sure.
0: So, so lots you did. and lots well, to take into consideration. Or if you're in
1: in the heart of the city like you and I are, I've mm-hmm. got two houses smashed up next to me. And so that paint color of the house next door kind of impacts the color of the light
0: coming in my house. Yeah. And I'm sort of surrounded by blue houses. And you know how I feel oh. about that? <laughs> oh, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never really considered that the blue house might be affecting me, but it might be. <laughs> you may have to pull that shade down. And so now we're getting to the point where okay we're we've got we've given ourselves plenty of time we've done a lot of research we've done our homework in fact we're not going to let anybody force us into choosing a color at gunpoint we are now understanding the undertones and we're trying to figure out what are the undertones in the Colors that you like. You've narrowed it down, like Anita suggested. So you've got some samples to either stick on the wall and try, or you've got some samples you're going to paint on the wall and try. Here's something else to keep in mind you can have more than one color in a room, but I would suggest that your maximum is going to be three colors, and that one of those should be a neutral to let your eye rest.
1: So how would you suggest they use the three colors in the room?
0: So you could do something like a, um, maybe you have the doors are a darker color. And maybe your trim is neutral or a a nice crispy white or something like that. And then maybe your walls are your your, sort of your main main color, if you will. Um, Or maybe you have something like I have, which is a picture rail high up on your ceiling. And in my living room, I have the simply white on the the most of the wall, the bottom part, and then that bit of the picture rail above that, I have the Stonington gray. And so there are, I'm using two colors there, but you could if you wanted to have three colors, maybe you paint your fireplace around a different color. So, but I wouldn't go much more than three colors, and as I said, I would suggest that one of those is a neutral. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. And if you're going to go bold, which, why not? Life's too short. Go bold. I would suggest that you choose your bold color first and then choose the other colors keeping that color in mind.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so if you're going to do this dark hail Navy on something, then, you know, you're going to want to keep that color in mind and the undertones that will appear in that color when you're picking either the pop color or the neutral color or both of those. Yeah.
1: I just, um, I mean, hopefully this is sounding a little less painful walking through this. Uh, and then, you know, when, if you're looking at these sample colors and none of these six are working, then you can go back to some that you uh, discounted. Or you could say, I really like this color, but it's I need it a little lighter or darker. Well, then it's so easy to go to the paint store and tell them, I need this a little bit lighter or I need this just a little bit darker. And they do that all the time. So it's not a problem.
0: Yes. So you can do that. I did that. In our other house, I loved this color, and I had it then cut by 50% for a different room.
1: Mm -hmm. And here's another thought. If you find a color in one paint brand, but you want to buy it in a different paint brand, there is a website, and I will find it before this goes live, where you can put in the one, and it will tell you which color to buy in another brand. So it's like Sherman Williams, Benjamin Moore, and I think there's several others.
0: Oh wow! See, I never knew that they actually like. Oh, they have. It's a color to color match, but it's just a different name. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So one thing I want to cut. When I said I had it cut by fifty percent, I mean they added fifty percent of white to it to sort of lighten the pigmentation of the color that I really liked at my other house. So I had it sort of bolder and more saturated in one room and less so because it was cut by white in the other one. Now, what Anita is saying is interesting to me because uh, if I if it's a small job, I'll do it myself. But if it's a big job, I have a, my painter Victor will come with his guys. And I always say, Victor, this color I want. And nine times out of 10, I'm picking Benjamin Moore. I just like their colors and that's just my go-to. And Sometimes he asks me, oh, can I get it in Dunn Edwards, which is a, a paint brand that I think it's mostly in California. I don't know if it's in other parts of the country, but that's kind of a local paint store here because we don't have a local ben, Benjamin Moore. And so he'll get the Benjamin Moore color. He'll just take the color to them and they color match it. Right. Well, you can do that as
1: well, but there is an online source or that's at least great. last time I, I checked. that. Or it will convert it for you. Wow. Yeah, and... You know, and to be honest, I prefer having a specific color rather than saying cut this, add this, add that, because then sometimes the formula is lost. And when you try to get more paint later, it's harder to get a close match. And I'm sure. That's you, absolutely right. Yeah. And I'm sure you know uh, that there is variation in the process. So if you get some paint today mm-hmm. and then go back and get the same exact paint color a year later, it's only going to be slightly different, and you might not even know it unless you're touching up your wall. It's going to be a little different.
0: Yeah, no, you're, it, that's absolutely true. Just like anything, you know, wallpaper or something like that. You order it, and it's a certain dye lot or fabric, yes. and then yes. it's just not anymore. Um, mm-hmm. just to to clarify what the sample is, I went back to my order, um, and yeah, they do charge you shipping. Okay. So it's $5.95 plus the shipping. So I don't know where they're coming from, but you know, to me in California, it's $4. So it's almost the price of the thing, but hey, for you know $9 or something, I'm getting this big sample that I can play with and it will save me a lot of headaches. Like what if I just don't even like it? I'm entranced with this metropolitan uh, color, but I might not like it. Or it might not like it there, and I can peel it off, and I'll go try it someplace else if I really want to do the color. So I think, I mean, how much more could they charge? $5, you know, for shipping, no matter where you live. So, Yeah, let us know how it works. Oh, of course I will. And another thing that will let you know how it works before we go on to... Are we done with this? I should ask you first. I, think, you so. I, I think, think so. I think so, too. So before we slide onto our crushes, if you guys listen to us uh regularly... um I just heard back, or we just heard back from Julie. Now, if you listen to last the last episode, we talked about Julie doing this wonderful thing about uh, framing her silverware, and we just loved it. And she gave us that tip about making that great DIY. So she just responded, "Ah, thank you, because I told her we were going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I used clear Gorilla double-sided tape, cut very, very small. It holds up to fifteen pounds, and it doesn't peel the paint. So she must have stuck it right on the wall. That well, that's sticker. what that
1: sounds like. If she's mentioning paint, she must yeah. put it right on the wall. Wow,
0: I didn't know gorilla made double sided
1: tape. Well, mm. I guess yeah, I guess they do. That's very interesting. That's good to you know for dorm rooms too. I learn something every time we record. Me too.
0: I really do. I'm always like checking those show notes when Nita puts in her links. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to go do that.
1: I know. You have some stuff coming up that we've recorded that hasn't come out yet that I'm I'm waiting for those links to go buy a few things. Oh,
0: okay. Seriously, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Um okay, so today our crushes are you wanna go first?
1: i will you know i've been on this health uh kick well i mean i've been on it for, for years quite a years, while. years. It's a yeah, lifestyle. Year. yeah it yeah we've been doing this for a long time but i'm constantly learning and uh, one of the things i mean this kind of, i was kind of thinking this but i hadn't uh heard a lot of talk about it but uh all sparkling water is not equal you probably know that some of it's just kind of you know, meh water that's been carbonated. Whereas other water is mineral water, uh, full of these minerals that your body needs, kind of bottled at the source. So the water's spring water, and that's not the same thing as city water that somebody just pumps some carbonation into. Uh-huh. And so I've been uh listening to some podcasts about some really the healthier uh, spark sparkling waters and the one that was recommended was Gerolsteiner. Do you know that one? Or Gerolsteiner? It sounds like a German beer. It is well it's German but it's not beer. It's a German sparkling mineral water mm-hmm. bottled at the source and it's very high in minerals. So it's got all that good stuff that your body needs magnesium, calcium, potassium, chloride and several others. Oh. So uh yeah, so it this is kind of so if you're wanting something that tastes really good and is good for you then i think this would not not an expert but it based on what i've heard this is this is something i've been drinking and it's delicious i just put
0: a little spritz of lime in it and i'm good to go oh that sounds nice yeah you have to really be careful with the beverages i mean you know so many of them obviously not a sparkling water Pure water, but so many of them just packed with so much sugar. And you know, you have some, something like that there. So I'm always surprised that the giant aisle at the grocery store of like all those different kinds of drinks. And it's still, so many of them are just filled with sugar. You might as oh, well just have no. a Pepsi. You know, I mean it's not good for Mm -hmm. you. So it's good to know, you know, sort of curating that universe too of what's what's Yeah, so if you have a soda addiction,
1: you're trying to get off, uh, this would be a nice healthy alternative. But there's no sugar in it, obviously. So, you know, if you're used to the sweet, it's not gonna be sweet. But once you get used to it, I, I love it. I love it without the sugar in it.
0: Oh, I can't drink anything with sugar. I don't yeah, I don't like it. Okay. So mine is totally different. Um I went a little crazy about a week or two ago at Sephora. What did you
1: do? Oh.
0: Because, you know, my girls love, you know, oh, I want to get a different eyeshadow palette. And and everybody sort of needed, seemed to, you know, in conjunction with the back to school shopping. Oh, can we go to Sephora? And I'm looking at my stuff and I'm like, you know, like trying to get, I still love that hourglass mascara that we uh, had as a sponsor. So I'm like trying to get you know, the last bits of that out. And I think I had like a sample from Clinique from like five years ago with eyeshadow. And you were talking about foundation the other day. I'm like, I don't use that. Maybe I should use that. I don't use any of that stuff. And I thought maybe I should just like be a big girl and up my game a little bit as far as what I have in my makeup bag. So I went in there and I... Spoke to a very nice girl and I told her, you know, this is kind of what I'm interested in and I'm feeling a little, I need a little something around my eyes, feeling a little puffy if I don't get a good night's sleep and whatnot. And she brought me right over to this particular product and I love it. Oh. Right. So I did end up buying some nice eyeshadow and whatnot. But this, she said, if this is, you know, if you're feeling a little puffy once in a while, and I, I've been flying a lot and I always feel puffy when I fly and I just love... Um, I love the, um, goat's milk and rosemary ID puffer. Yes. That, I that, finally that. bought that. Yes. We need the, to the link Kate to that Somerville. One I yes. love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it, it's so sort of energizing because it has the rosemary in it. You might not want to even put it on to go to sleep. It really kind of perks you out. So this one is more for evening, but you can use it for day. Anyway, uh, it's called Sunday Riley, which I had never heard of this brand before. So,
1: is it? Does it do the same thing that the other one
0: does? It's 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 a different sort of thing. It's more for like, uh, it's a deep puffing eye c- contour cream. Where the other one, I think, is it does deep puff, but it just kind of it's all about like the sensory, like feeling really good and sort of making it feel. Uh-huh. Uh, like yeah the other one awake. is kind of
1: yeah it's kind of a cooling effect
0: yes yeah, a cooling effect with that with mm-hmm. the goat's uh, milk and the rosemary so this one has horse chestnut and all kinds of good stuff in there and i've been using it for about two weeks now i find that it's really working oh to depuff. It's a depuffer. Yeah. Oh, nice. Now, I wonder you, if I double depuffed these both. I sometimes double depuff because I'll have the Kate Somerville one, <laughs> I just kind of throw it in my bag and I'll be like, "Oh, it feels good during the day. It's almost like putting in like eye drops. It's, it's it has that really leaving oh. feel." I mean, you don't put it in your eye, please. You do no, not no, put no, it no. Don't try this at home and don't put it in your eye. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to this product. It's called Sunday Riley Auto Correct Brightening and Depuffing Eye Contour Cream. Nice. Does it add a little color as well? No, no, no. no, It's just a cream. (laughs) It's just a cream. It's not a concealer or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And you can use it at night. You can use it under makeup. Um, I've been using it mostly at night and then I put it over makeup. Um, it just kind of fades away. But anyway, you, if you go on and check it out, I'll put the link in the show notes here. The reviews are very mixed. Um, I wanted to check them before I told you guys about it because. You know, I'm just one person. It's my my experience with it. So obviously people either love it or they're like, this doesn't work. So it's not cheap. You maybe you want to get a sample of it. They have some smaller samples. But I found that it's really working. It feels nice. I feel more awake. Well, the other one feels great puffy. too. Oh my yeah. goodness.
1: Okay. You're I have I'm all about the mouthing. Yeah. I know. I, cause you know, I buy a lot of the stuff that you recommend. Well, the so far
0: so good, right?
1: Yes. Yes. I haven't found any clinkers yet because you've pre-tested them for me.
0: Yeah. So that, I, I really like that. It's, it's nice packaging and I don't, you know, I'd never heard of Sunday Riley. I would never have picked this off the shelf. So normally if I go into a store, I don't really want to talk to the people that work there. I just like, I'm the kind of person who knows what they want and I'm just going to go get it. Um, but yeah, I was just sort of, sort of kind of open to the Sephora universe the other day, and this is where it led me, and I'm very happy. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, because you know, I flew to Orlando, then I flew to my parents, then I flew home, then I flew to Boston, and I flew back, and we flew to London, and we flew to Paris, and or yeah, we flew home from Paris. And then I'm going to fly again in October. So I really, the flying is not good for me.
1: Is that what? Yeah, I don't know. Cause I had some bad puffy eye
0: this summer and I'm thinking, what is this from? And allergies to all kinds of mm. things, not sleeping 100%. Or I know. thought maybe it was from some wine, but whatever. Oh, I'm in denial about that. so <laughs> okay. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Oh, okay. I'm just going to keep buying more of this stuff. Okay. And, and buying I'm sure wine it had nothing to do with wine. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. And our, our um, question today is a three parter. Uh, I think that all of them are distinct, but and s- sort of straightforward questions. It's from Amy M. Hi, hey. Amy. Yeah, Amy's been a long time listener. We email a lot. She lives here in California too. Um, so, Amy's got this Waterford clear crystal lamp base. Uh, you know, so you're picturing it sort of tall, and then the actual bottom of it, so the base of the base, if you will, is brass. But she said. It's got, so over time became pitted and she doesn't like the, it's kind of that shiny kind of goldish brass and she's not really into that right now. Uh, Does she dare paint it or do something to it? And then we have a a flooring question. Well, Uh, yeah, let's do one at a time. So let's address this lamp. What do you think? Well, Amy,
1: I'm a little concerned about the pitting because, uh, you know, even if you paint it, it's still going to be kind of lumpy. So, um, I don't know. I, I mean, my tendency would be to pass it on to someone else. But if you wanted to save it, I think I might try s- sanding it down somewhat first to see if you could get it smooth. Because if you're going to paint it, um and I don't know, metal, I don't know, you can say what you think. But you want a very smooth finish if you're painting metal. Uh I don't know if you can get that with a spray paint. Do you think you can? I can. <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, I don't use. Ah, uh, you're the spray paint. I'm the paint spray paint queen. queen.
0: But no, I would actually say I think that's an excellent point about the pitting. So, Amy, if it is a raised pitting situation, um, then if you run your finger over it and you feel bumpy, then I would take some steel wool to that and try to get that as flat as possible. And if, I, you know, you know how I love spray paint, but yes, I you'd, do. You'd have to really protect the crystal part. Yeah. And here you're dealing with crystal and like normally if I'm spray painting something and I don't want to get a hinge, something I'll put tape on it and you just kind of, you know, seal it off as best you can. But that's kind of hard to do with crystal. So I might suggest to you that you do just a small brush and you hand paint it. It's just a little bit of a thing anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, True. it's maybe, what could it be? Eight inches in diameter and, you know, only doing the edges anyway. So maybe I would suggest hand painting that and, if you're able to get the pitting flat enough or if it isn't raised, I would still sort of suggest a matte because if you do a shiny paint, it's going to accentuate any of the bumps. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm kind of picturing like, what if she did it in a my favorite matte black? And then you've got the crystal, which I'm kind of picturing probably has, it's not just clear, it probably... If it's Waterford, right? You know, Waterford always has some sort of design in it, doesn't it? Yes, of course. It's not just like glass. And then what if you did it with a burlap drum shade with maybe a black rose grain trim on the bottom or the, What and, about and your lamp shade
1: with those nail head trim on it? Oh, yeah, burlap. that one from Walmart. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I had an old antique hand-painted Italian lamp here recently that was blue and gold and other colors. It's a floor lamp that I got at the thrift store for nothing. And I just replaced the lamp with, uh, actually, we're on our third lamp shade now. I replaced it with a huge burlap one mm-hmm. that I got at you
0: know the hardware store, basically. Yeah, I so, think that might look yeah. good. And I, I love that juxtaposition of the crystal with the what burlap. If- I think that would be cool.
1: Yeah. What about if you're doing the base black? You might even try a black shade and see if that goes. Yeah, and that would be very elegant and even more of a modern look too. Yeah. So that's. So you can always try it. I guess at this point, what what could go wrong? I mean, if you don't like the way it looks now,
0: right? And you could also do a metallic paint. Um, and, you know, maybe if you don't want that shiny, you know, we all know that brass. We can all picture it in our mind. If you don't yes. want that brass, then maybe you do an antique brass, or you could do even a silver.
1: You know, there is actually some antiquing gel that you can put on brass to make it darker. So that's an option too. Oh, so you yeah, like almost that. like dipping it. Well, it's like a, um, it's almost like a rouge pot. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, yeah, I guess kind of like a, a gel or something. Okay,
0: and then Amy has a question about she is. Uh, congratulations, Amy, they're under contract in the house that they're selling and they're moving to another house. And so they're looking at other houses. And, um, so I think that this is why this question's coming up. Um, what do we feel about having the same flooring throughout the house?
1: I love it. I love having the same flooring throughout the house. And in our house, it is exactly the same throughout the lower floor. And it's the same on the upper floor, on the you know upstairs except for the bathrooms that are that are wet areas obviously I did tile in there in the laundry room as well but I think it really has a unifying effect so I think it's a great look if you can if you can do it
0: I, I 100% agree and my house is the same we have the the same wood flooring on both levels um if you can't do it, Amy, and if it's like, if this question is coming from a place of, gee, we're looking at a house and it doesn't have that. If you could do it, that would be great. If you can't do it, if there are distinct areas, like say the kitchen is tiled or something like that, and then there's wood flooring, maybe if there's wood flooring, in other rooms and the stain is different or, you know, sometimes people replace one floor, but they don't replace the next one. Even if you were able to sand them down and have them stained all the same color, even if it's a, even if it's a little bit different grain of wood, it would still have that unifying effect, I think. Um, so I would strive for that if you can do it. I think it gives you really nice flow through your house. And then the last one is a really simple question and it was directed to me. Am I still a fan of Simply White? Yes, I am a strong fan of Simply White. So that made sense with our painting episode today. So I think we got a lot of good info. I hope we gave you guys some more confidence in doing this because everybody, I don't think there's a person who's interested in decorating that at some point or many points in their lives are faced with choosing paint colors.
1: Well, and we know the pain of making mistakes. I have made my share of paint mistakes. And I'm sure I'll do it again. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to get it exactly right. There's, it's not unusual for there to be some regrets, uh, but the more prep work you do up front, usually the happier you're going to be with your paint for the long run. So, you know, so I think it's well worth the time spent doing some research. And uh, it was so fun hanging out with you, Kelly, and everyone listening. So remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful
0: home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.